This is Learned It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love The 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. It is time to welcome an incredible individual who is making a real difference in the world of mental health. Dr. Radlauer Dorfler is a leading expert in the social influences of mental health, and she uses her extensive experience to create impact within communities, systems, organizations, and individuals. What makes Dr. Radlauer Dorfler so unique is her collaborative, creative, and curious approach. She's not just a traditional academic. She is someone who is willing to use a variety of mediums to educate others about mental wellness. From media and stage production to video production, podcasting and writing, Dr. Radlauer Dorfler is always looking for new and innovative ways to get her message out there. With 25 years of experience in behavioral health, public health and organizational development, she is a true national expert. Her research on structural racism in the behavioral health field has led to the development of the national curriculum designed to create more equitable systems. She is passionate about addressing behavioral health challenges in communities and speaks widely on the topic. So if you're looking for someone who is making a real difference in the world, look no further. She is sure to leave you feeling inspired and motivated to make positive changes in your own life. So let's give a big welcome to Dr. Julie Radlauer-Dorfler. Julie, it is so great to see you. And thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yes. And I have to say to our audience how how I got to know Julie is that we were just at Wahasu at the World Happiness Summit together, and we were coach facilitators for that. And it was just an absolute pleasure to get to to meet uh, to meet you and hang out with you there and uh we we got some real had some really great discussions and and inspiration so it's so great to see you again absolutely absolutely i had so much fun we won't keep our audience waiting any longer i know they're sitting on the edge of their seats right now wondering what <laughs> song we're going to talk about today so without further ado julie what is the song that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today. Can I get a drum roll, please? What is your song? I chose We Are the World. Oh, yes. I love that song so much. So great. And of course, I had to go down the rabbit hole to you know look at some of the most amazing facts about this song. So first of all, We Are the World was written by Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie in 1985. And it was produced by the one and only Quincy Jones. 
The song was recorded by a group of 45 musicians and celebrities who were collectively known as USA for Africa. And the song was written to raise money uh, for the famine relief in Africa, specifically the famine in Ethiopia that was occurring at that time. And the song was inspired by the success of the song, the British charity single, which was Do They Know It's Christmas, which was released the previous year. But get this, it was all, imagine all those artists in one room and they actually recorded it in one day on January 28th, 1985 at A&M Studios in Los Angeles. And that's just crazy to think about. And then it was released on March 7th. That's a quick turnaround with that many artists and all of that mixing in the music. And then it quickly became a global hit. And to this day, that well, first of all, it won four Grammys, including Song of the Year, Record of the Year, Best Pop Performance by Duo or Group Vocal. The music video for the song features footage of the recording sessions. I remember that and images of famine-stricken Africa. And then to date, We Are the World has raised over $100 million for the charity, making it one of the most successful charity songs of all time. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. I mean. I know. It was amazing. I remember when it came out, it was amazing. And you know, just recently, because Harry Belafonte passed away, Mm. they released um, some of the behind the scene footage when... Everybody that was singing, like it was like two o'clock in the morning. They had been recording all day, like you said, and they were all kind of, you know, just like punch draw, happy slap, you know? Yes. And they did that song. It's called the banana song. You know, Deo. They, they Deo. did a, like a, yeah, they yes. did a, tri- a tribute to Harry Belafonte that day while he was wow. there because it was his idea to do the song in the first place. Oh, so is that right? That's amazing. So, I mean, and he was so humbled by it. You could, it's a, such yeah. a great video. I'll, I'll send it to you. Highly recommend it. It's just like a, I think it's like a four minute video and it's just, it's awesome. Oh, that's great. You know what? Maybe we'll put that in the show notes. If you want to send me the link, I'll pop it in the okay. show notes for the audience to see. That's a yeah. great idea. It makes um, me smile. <laughs> it does. It's such a feel good song and such, such power in that music. And the fact that it was for such good, which brings us to our next question is, you know, Julie, could you share with us a little bit about your story today? Absolutely. Well, I mean, I have a typical upbringing, you know, but I think I was always really drawn to service. I, I think, you know, I just always felt like I was here for a purpose and um, I was meant to live a life of service. And even at a young age, I remember the song, you know, did they know it's Christmas time? It's actually like my favorite Christmas song. It's so great. It's so <laughs> um, great. But I didn't remember that that was a fundraiser. But I remember it from my U.S. perspective when We Are the World came out because it was just so inspiring to me. It was like I I felt like this is what I do. This is like this is what I want to be. I had always been just you know kind of somebody that helped others when as I was growing up. And my friends when they talk, my my oldest friends when they talk about me, they're like, you just were always there for people and supporting people. And it's so interesting when you hear like what my business is these days how that started at such a young age. So yeah, yeah, I remember when I was in high school, I wanted to be involved in service activities. And there was no service organization in my school. So we started a key club. 
And oh, it was nice. actually the, it was the song that really inspired me to do it. Like I was trying to figure out how do I help others, but it was the song that made me actually like do something about it. I was 15 years old and it just, it was like, okay, now I need to do something about this. And that's yes. when I started the key club and I became the president of the key club. So that offered me um, an avenue to provide mm-hmm. support for people. Wow. That's beautiful. That's so great. And you know what? You bring up such an interesting thing. And that is about your oldest friends knowing you. And I really do feel like when you look back or if you ask, you know, and this is actually, I think it's not a bit, I don't believe it's an official positive psychology intervention, but it should be because, (laughs) you know, going back to, you know, asking some of your friends, you know, what was I like growing up or what would you say are my, my key strengths growing up or, you know, you know, what, what, what is it? And I guarantee you, you know, they'll nail it to who you are to your core now. And in fact, I did this exercise once where I went back to letters that friends had written me and I and like from college or in my yearbook or this or that when we actually wrote letters, you know, back then I circled key things that popped up, you know, whether it's humor, whether it's giving or being of service. That was also something that resonated with me. And, you know, whether it might, whatever it was, it was really interesting to see who I was, you know, a long time ago to who I am to my core today. And right. yeah, so I love that you brought that up. And I think, you know, I mean, I don't, you're going to give us an action item later, but I'm going to give an action item early on here to the audience, which is go find your, you know, go call your best friends, you know, from your childhood and say, hey, as you remember me as a kid, what would you say are my top three, you know, strengths or things that you remember about me? And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised that they will, they are exactly who you are today. I love that assignment. Yes. <laughs> We're already kicking it off. Exactly. So, so tell us, and that's a beautiful story and being of service. And I, I really want you to share also, let's start with, let's start with, with how it resonates with the song. And then I'd love to hear, you know, in your research and in the work that you're doing currently, how you're using that now. And because it's so fascinating to me and I want to know more about that. And I'm sure our audience does too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I loved this. I remember loving the song, first of all, because I mean, this was so long ago. We, we lived in a global world, but not the global world we live in now. Right. So just knowing that there were other countries and people, you know, children were starving in other countries, that to me was just fascinating. And I wanted to learn more about that. I wanted to understand what was happening outside of my little bubble of a world. And I felt like that song really opened up my eyes, Mm -hmm. you know, to that. Actually, when I graduated from my master's degree, I traveled around the world for a year. And I think really, yeah, with a backpack, just just driving, wow. it's traveling around, right? You know, I think part of that came from just that awareness of I, I need to learn about other cultures and see how other people live. And so I volunteered, I, you know, I worked, I was of service um, wherever I could be in Southeast Asia and around the world yeah. for a year. And I feel like that was part of like kind of my global journey that started with We Are the World. Yes. Um, and since then, a lot of the work that I do is really around different cultures and how to work with people from different cultures. So it's all kind of built on itself. I am a licensed mental health counselor and I mm-hmm. also, you know, the doctor of public health. So I focus on the prevention of mental health conditions. Like that combination is like 
squarely in the prevention of mental health conditions. Yes. Um, which is really, for me, it's landed in social supports. You know, how do we support each other through difficult times? Yes. Um, and that's what a lot of my research is around social connection, social support, social capital. And so Beautiful. all of that kind of really started, or, you know, this song really encapsulates, you know, the work that I do every day, which is how can we collectively, as a group of 45 people, as you mentioned, yeah. um, you know, pool our resources to solve a complex challenge to help other people. And that's the platform for my business is how do we pull the right people together to work together and use each other's, you know, benefit from each other's strengths and then come up with a solution that's going to solve a complex challenge. Yes, yes. And and given that it is Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, we are, you know, among a big challenge right now in the mental health field. And I also was in the mental health field as well. And am, I, I would say. I was and I am. And, uh, and you know, I think that now more than ever, I think it's a beautiful thing that you're mentioning about pulling together. And I think the only way that we can really make a difference in this mental health crisis that we're in right now is to to come together. And my, my part of my research uh, and one of my, my courses that I took was on taking care of those who are taking care of others, meaning helping, you know, build resilience among mental health, the mental health professionals. And mm. because I, I worry for them having been a mental health professional for many years, I know I suffered from my own burnout and compassion fatigue and all of the things that go along with that. And, and wanting now knowing that the demand is so high for these professionals, how can we best take care of them during this time? And absolutely. I mean, so you just mentioned what my TED talks about. <laughs> <laughs> you oh. just did my you just did my TED talk. So, well, I know, and I'm super excited about your TED talk. But go ahead, tell tell yeah. talk about that if you don't mind, no, without a no. spoiler alert. Yeah, I know spoiler uh, alert. Yes. no, no, but that's exactly what it is. We're experiencing a global mental health crisis. There's over a billion people struggling with our mental health conditions. It's a result of the pandemic. I call it echo pandemic, mm. um, which it just keeps coming back. You know, echo. Yes, and um, and we need to figure out how we're going to solve the problem. But there's not enough you know, professional support, you mentioned professionals are burnt out, there's not enough therapists anyway, because there's more people that need than we have capacity within the system. So and many cultures don't even use formal services. Anyway, so the solution really is, you know, how do we collectively solve this mental health crisis, you know, and it's going to take an all hands on deck approach, where everybody, you know, learns to lean in and support each other through this process. We have to help the helpers, we have to help the first responders, the doctors, the nurses, the, you know, the, the firefighters, the, the mental health professionals. And also, you know, I'll do this often in a room full of people say, raise your hand if you know somebody's struggling with their mental health, every single person. Everybody. Hand. So it's not, you know, the stigma that used to be attached to mental health, that is one of the silver linings of COVID is that that stigma is really gone away for the most part, because everybody can relate on some level. Yes. Um, to the struggle, the struggle is real. About, yeah. And, and, and the human, you know, being human, you know, and experiencing yeah. all that. And then in some cases, you know, accessing that support is, can be challenging. And you know, what's interesting that you bring up, you know, this isn't just a U.S. thing, you know, this is living here in Switzerland. I'm part of the mental health initiative and, you know, we're seeing the exact same thing. I thought, you know, maybe it would be a little different or, you know, no, there are not enough mental health professionals and there is a high demand for need here as well. So yeah. it, it is global. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's the research that I've been doing is focusing what I call the social influences of mental health, which are the things that we can do every day to impact our mental health. Some of it's grounded in positive psychology, but then Mm -hmm. some of it's also things like social media. Yes. How do we manage our social media to improve our mental health, like harness that tool for good? Yes. um, And use it in a way that will benefit us. You know, social inclusion, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, social justice, social inclusion. How do we make sure that we're thinking larger than ourselves so we have a sense of purpose in this world? You know, so like those things that the social aspects of our lives that impact our mental health. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Really, really interesting. Really interesting work you're doing. And and for those like she, she you know, uh, Julie just mentioned uh, her TED talk just a few minutes ago, and she is a, a going to be doing this in Miami. So I know you'll be able to catch her virtually. I'm very excited about this. And it's such a great message that you'll be getting out there with your TED talk. Thank you. Amazing. Congratulations. So with that, and thinking about all of these things, uh, we we talk about the VIA strengths in this podcast. And the VIA strengths, as we talk about, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you'll hear it every, every time. The VIA strengths were created by, which are values in action by Seligman and Peterson. It is rooted in positive psychology. There are 24 character strengths and you're usually your top five to seven are your signature strengths. And those are the strengths where you feel most at home or give that give you the most energy. And if you haven't taken the assessment, I highly recommend it. There are There's so much research and science behind it. By taking the strengths, you can really flourish in your relationships, in your work, just in your mental health. It does boost positive emotions when you are, when you recognize your strengths and and live in them, it does boost positive emotions. So I think during Mental Health Awareness Month, it's particularly important for us to be aware of our our strengths. So with that in mind, um, now I've, I've spotted some strengths in you, and maybe we can also talk about the strengths, but the ones that uh, that stand out for me, and then please list a few more of your via strengths as they come. But uh, I would say, uh, well, leadership for sure, because from the very beginning, you, you you know, if you look at starting the key club, you know, you saw that there was a need and therefore right away, you're like, I'm starting a key club so that we can be of service to others. So that is leadership. And then also looking at social intelligence. So that's good. That's definitely high for you. Be partially, you are a coach and you are a mental health counselor. And generally speaking, most of us are, are high in social intelligence and, and your ability to, to really look at, like from an altruistic standpoint, to look at the collective, and that's your business collectively, but to look at the collective of people. And that also falls under uh, social intelligence. Gosh, you've got... A love of learning is up there because I understand, you know, you just got your doctorate in public health. I think it's been two years now, but uh, fairly recent. Cong- yeah, the pain is still there. <laughs> yeah. Huge <laughs> congratulations. Huge Thank congratulations you. on that. And Thanks. and so love of learning is in there. What other strengths do you think from the VIA strengths that you recognize in yourself and um, I definitely feel like there's a sense of adventure and, and bravery um, yes. in the work, just, you know, kind of like foraging the path. I think it's really brave to be vulnerable with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I do that a lot as in terms of just like setting the stage for how people should be with each other. 
So I am pretty just what you see is what you get authentic and vulnerable. And I feel like that's something that if more people did that, then I think we would we would be able to build those authentic, deep connections that people are looking for, because vulnerability yeah. is really the path to intimacy. So I think it takes bravery to be vulnerable. Absolutely. And I, I commend people that do that. Um, yes, very nice. And I can see the the bravery in you because of the traveling the world, like yeah. just, you know, finishing your master's and like, okay, I'm going to go travel the world. And and that, you know, even just having moved to another country for me, I mean, it, I lean into bravery. <laughs> I, I lean into bravery on a regular basis, especially learning <laughs> German. That's the, one of the bravest things I've done, you know, setting up your own business, doing what you're doing now. Also a lot of bravery there as well. Thank you. Yes. Um, I would say also the global interest, you know, I'm really, really, I loved Wahasu because it just completely expanded my horizons about the people that like, look here, you, you know, you're in Switzerland and I'm yes. US. like, I'm, I'm spending time with people in other countries now via Zoom, sadly. Yes. But nonetheless, it's still, I love that global connection. Um, and just hearing, you know, that you're part of the, the, you know, the Swiss mental health initiative. Like, I want to learn about that. That's just so yes. fascinating to me um, and how yes. we can learn from each other because somebody has to be doing it right. We haven't figured out who yet, but somebody has to be doing it right. And we need to learn from them and, you know, begin to move this process forward so that we can all kind of go on our healing path in terms of mental health. So. Absolutely. And I love that you mentioned that about the, you know, global, you know, the Wahasu, every so many people from so many different countries. And then, you know, also the Ukrainian presence that was there as well. There was, you know, a large, and I do a lot of work with the Ukrainian refugees and job skills training and things like that. And, and it's just like, how can we, you know, learn from each other and just, just that incredible resilience and during the, the uncertain times of those, the Ukrainians right now is, is, is incredible. Their resilience is, yeah, just awe, you know, awe-inspiring, yeah, really. I can imagine. That's, that's amazing that you, you're working with them. Yeah, it's been a really good. It's like, what can you do? You know, you're here. I'm here. Like, how can I help? You know, and, you know, I've got skills and, you know, but, you know, so you it's like, skills. I, got, I got skills. Let me, let me help somehow. You know, I I don't have all the answers, but, you know, I, I do the best I can. Right. Yeah. And anyway, so I just think bringing up that, like, I feel the world. And I think, you know, being at Wahasu, we really felt that the world was smaller. You know, I'm, I'm connecting with you now, like you had just mentioned, and and just the amount of people that we came in contact with from all different walks of life and how we could all come together in one place under under the same idea of wanting to make well-being, you know, number one for everybody, putting well-being first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. Yes. <laughs> Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine getting off of this podcast like, yes, <laughs> let's go. Uh, no, very <laughs> true. Very true. So with that in mind, you know, in your current business, looking at your strengths and, and where you're going with your business, how do you how do you imagine you'd continue to use them and uh, which ones in particular re resonate? Well, so I, I do host a leadership academy. So I feel oh. like that's, that's like one area, you know, we've I've been yes. doing it for years and it's mostly for like mid to upper level nonprofit emerging leaders and wow. teach them, you know, all of the things, all of the 
communication. We use Myers Briggs. Um, I yes. actually do. I use VIA in there. Uh, oh, as, very good. Know, yeah, and values, you know, values assessments, and they write purpose statements and all, you know, all of that. Just trying to build emerging leaders in in the nonprofit industry. So I, that's definitely one thing that I do. I do a lot of research and just like that curiosity of, well, like love Mm -hmm. of learning is, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of uncovering, okay, well, what's the next, what's the next challenge and how do we solve that challenge? I don't work by myself. I work collectively with people. So if you look on my website, you see that I, you know, have 15 or so people that work with me and that is constantly growing based on whatever the next initiative is that needs to be, you know, um, brought I do a lot, a fair bit of work in equity. And trying to figure out, you know, how do we create more equitable systems? That was so fascinating to me, you know, in the U.S. when when George Floyd was murdered, yeah, you yeah. know, that was a big, you know, a, a big thing in the in the U.S. It was, you know, monumental, monumental. Yeah, monumental. But what I found really interesting, on top of everybody, you know, opening their eyes in the U.S., is that there were protests around the world, and I found that so fascinating. Um, and it wasn't that people were protesting George Floyd in the U.S. No. They were protesting the inequities in their own countries. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? So it's like something that happened in one, speaking about a global, you know, how right. small our world is, something that happened in one country ver- reverberated around the world because so many people feel as though there are, you know, there are inequities in their own country, yeah. in their own communities. And I just found that so fascinating. Uh, you know, I think that, brings us more together than apart when we yes. realize that, that that is a common thread throughout our world is that people are not treated fairly. Um, no. And that's something that, you know, really frustrates me. And so I do a fair bit of work in that space too. Very um, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting and so interesting. So how would people uh, get a hold of you so that they could work with you? Well, I'm on all the social media, yeah, usually collectively. Yes, I'll give you all that information for the show notes for sure. Great. Um, I'm Great. Doing, these days, I'm doing a lot of work in the what I call the social influences of mental health space. Mm-hmm. Um, so really looking at teaching people, arming people with the, school, the skills and the tools and the techniques to lean in and support others. Yes. You know, we have, there are programs out there in the world like, you know, friendship benches in Africa or sidewalk talk. You know, that's a U.S. thing, but it's actually, you know, international now. But yeah, I feel like people want to support each other. They just don't have the confidence to do it. And Mm -hmm. they feel like, well, you should go talk to a therapist about it. But that's not what everyday people really just need somebody to listen and somebody to lean in. And we don't have to have the solutions. We just have to have the courage, you know. So I feel like I'm in the process of um, releasing a book. It's going to be ready next week. Wow. That is, uh, yeah, a hundred tips to build social influences. So it's amazing. It's, it's, it's activities. It's literally a hundred different activities that you can do to build social connections, build social support, build social wow. capital, manage your social media intake and increase your social inclusion. And if you do those things, you will improve your mental health. Not a hundred things, you know, choose right. a couple of them in each of the yeah, chapters. <laughs> There's just options, you know? Yes. Um, that's amazing. So what would, yeah, because you'll go through and what resonates with some people and try exactly. different things. And that's amazing. That's what's the name of the book? Social Influences of Mental Health. Perfect. Social Influences yeah. of no- Mental Health. Connect. Perfect. Social Influences Connect. of Mental Health. Yeah. I love it. Congratulations on that. That's oh, so necessary you. and so needed at this time. And that's so fantastic that you have it in a book 
that is so easy for people to access and 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 fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So question for you, you know, well, all of your information will be in the show notes for people to get a hold of you and to get your books. The other, the other thing I was going to ask you about was, and then obviously your TED Talk will be out in a few months. So people are going to, would, you know, are definitely going to want to check that out for sure. Lastly, the question I had for you was, do you have an action item for our audience? An action item. I do have an action. I have lots of action items. Well, my one is think about the people in your circle who are struggling and and lean in. That's mm-hmm. that's one action item. You don't have to have the solution. You mm-hmm. just have to be a good listener. But don't be afraid of yes. saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. Just show up for people. That's one action item. Um, yeah. Again, if we were in a room and I said, do you know somebody struggling? Everybody could raise their hand. We'll circle back to that person mm-hmm. and lean in a little bit. That's one. And then the other is, and this is more about taking care of ourselves, um, is, you know, volunteer in your community, like what you're doing, you know, you're, you're working with refugees, and you're helping them. And Mm -hmm. though, it's helping you. A hundred percent. And that's, that's that whole, you know, altruism is just such an amazing thing is when we help others, it comes back to us twofold. And so I feel like if you're struggling with your own issues, which we all are these days, do something nice for somebody else and it yes. will come back to you. A uh, yeah. hundredfold. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So, so great. Such great advice for everyone. So see what you can do in your community. And, you know, and even for those that, you know, might feel a little taxed right now, um, you know, reach out to a friend, just call a friend like Julie mentioned, just lean into that person that might need you. That's such beautiful advice. Love it. And we'll keep that social connection going. So finally, without, without, you know, this is how we end the podcast. We could talk a little bit about your favorite 80s trends. So um, <laughs> given that we were both lived in the 80s, you know, what were your favorite trends that you'd like to bring back? Well, well, I don't know about bringing back. Okay. You have to bring it back. <laughs> you have to bring it back. How about which were your favorite? I mean, <laughs> you might leave hair. Like, I have a really yes. long hair. I have to go with the big hair. It's definitely, I don't want to bring it back, but yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I look at my prom picture and literally I look like yeah. a lioness. It was just, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> That's so fabulous. <laughs> oh, I know. It was just, I look at it. I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And the amount of hairspray and aqua, Aquanet or white rain, you know, that you had to spray in that to get that amount of volume and length and for it to yeah. stay. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> So true. Anything um, else? You know, I remember the, those bracelets, those black jellies. Yeah, yeah, were... Madonna wore them, I remember. Yes. And and I believe, I remember um, that, or I, or I heard, or, I, oh, you know what? During my high school years, I actually went to Israel. I went to high school in Israel for a summer. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And in Israel, they pulled those off of the landmines. Like that was like the thing that pulled and then they, you know, when they were um, practicing drills and so they would sell the, it was almost the same as the black bracelets that they were selling around, you know, in the U.S. So I came back with a whole bunch of those because they were, they had them readily available. It was just such an interesting, like, I just found that so interesting. Yeah. I remember those jelly bracelets and I remember what reminds me of is Ocean City. We used to go to Ocean City, New Jersey in the summertime and 
those jelly bracelets were super, super popular and, and they had the black ones. I tended to go with all of the crazy colors, you know, and the ones that had sparkles in them. And then I did have a pair of turquoise jellies that remember when you would sweat and mm-hmm. you'd be wearing them. I remember sloshing and squeaking oh. around and <laughs> yes. plastic shoes are that. just, unless you're trying to drop a size, a shoe. <laughs> They just jellies. They just uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just should. And then you add sand. You add sand oh, and sweat ouch. to the mix, and it's just <laughs> it's just not okay. So then, finally, any lastly, any '80s shows or you know any '80s music, anything that like sticks out for you that you're like, oh, that was my favorite. I, I remember Happy Days. Mm-hmm. Was that was that the '80s? I don't know. I have to check. I'll have to fact check that, but. Yeah, yes, I remember. Um, it feels that. like that should be the '80s. I love the Happy Days. That was so good, so yes. good. I remember so one of my was, favorites. At one point, when I was young, much younger, I was working in a group home with children, teenage boys, and yes. like the microwave wouldn't open, and I did like one of those, like and yeah, had to open it, <laughs> right? And, yes. Uh, and he's looking at me, and I was like, "What?" I'm like the Fonz, and he's yeah. like, "I don't even Who's know the who Fonz? that is." Like, oh, I'm so old. <laughs> I know. I can't tell you how many times I've dated myself in that way, but that's, yeah. that is really funny. That's because they'd hit the TV or they'd hit the, you know, anything and it would be fixed because the Fonz hit right, it, you know? Fonz, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, thanks again for being here on the show with us today. And it's, you know, it's such a pleasure. Well, thank you again. And I appreciate your generosity of being here today and of your time. And, and I look forward to connecting in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. Yes. See you later until next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80s song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.